In strange eons, long gulfs of time, erode, and history is forgotten. However, two great colossi have managed to make their way through the mists and veils, mysteries and wonders, to return back. Yes, this is the long-awaited return of the greatest sandwich, the Gravy Sandwich Podcast. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Hi, everyone. This is John. And this is Dakota. It's actually been quite a long time since we've ever recorded an episode or put one up. Yeah, I think it's close to like five years right now. Um, <laughs> me and John, we just stopped talking for a bit. Um, there was, a, it was if you, you missed it, but there was actually an entire like uh, anime series. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it culminated in an epic battle. I swallowed my gum. Yeah. He swallowed his gum, and with that, there was redemption. It was it was amazing. Yeah, for sure. Wow. wow. So Incredible. It has been a very long time, and a lot of stuff has happened for us, I believe. A lot of big stuff has happened. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about any personal details about life right now, or... We can talk about anything, dude. We can talk about Tom DeLonge if you want. Tom DeLonge. Wow. What a legend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guy I never heard of, but already. He's Are you a... kidding me? He's a singer from Blink One Eighty Two. He recently released a documentary about UFOs, essentially confirming UFOs okay, exist. Okay, so so that that's a weird thing though. He that, fought the well, there, like. There, there's like, it seems like every day there's a UFO yeah. sighting now. What was it? I think Department of Defense finally came out and confirmed some sightings. Obviously, they're not. Like, UFO doesn't mean aliens. Like, it's... No, it's just unidentified com- flying object. It could be anything. It could be, like, Russia. Sure. Um, but no, yeah, I read something where I think the Mountie in Canada, they are getting, like, nonstop calls in, from Alberta. Yes, I heard uh, Alberta, Calgary, um, areas around Calgary. Like, it's a very mm. common occurrence. It's crazy. I have no... So, what do you think... Could be happening. What do you think those probably are... I mean... If you could give a guess. Well, so people think in Alberta they're related to SpaceX. I think somebody did some research on, like, the supposed, like, SpaceX base or whatever is semi-close to Alberta. So it could be from there. Yeah. Like, various spaceships. Yeah. I hope it's aliens. Yeah. But realistically, it's probably just a foreign government at most. How do you think a foreign government would be able to do so many of, uh, like, how do you think they could constantly be doing this as a study? So I think it's not so much a study, it's just a good way to observe. And fuck with people? Just sort of, yeah, but you could even go up there, fly, observe, steal radio waves from the military. Um, You never know. <laughs> Yeah, I know that sounds insane. They're coming. <laughs> but I think that's probably truer than green men as of right now. So um I guess I I'm I'm do you think that that could have ever actually possibly been a thing where there's like aliens just walking around like actually just chilling with us like today. Wait, you mean like actual like on earth like on with earth. our ancestors? Uh, on earth like right now. Oh, right now. I mean, there are a lot of remote places. Like, when you think about it, like, there's so many unexplained absences. Like, people just go missing near, like, um, 
all these like great parks, I think they're called in America. Mm-hmm. You look at um like the missing cases, all of them revolve around national parks. But who knows? Could just be aliens stealing randos. And we'd never know. They'd be gone forever. Shit. Okay. I wish. Now <laughs> I don't like ancient aliens that much. I don't like okay. that theory. I think it's silly. However, um there are certain things that I do find at least interesting to think about in a modern context. I was mm-hmm. pulling up a specific page for uh, Chakravati, which is a title oh, that sort of exists in, I think it's almost just India, maybe Pakistan and India. Mm-hmm. Not 100% sure. But it's a term that's used for like a conqueror, but doesn't use violence. Like they only use like peace and words. Mm-hmm. However, if I am correct there should be some reference to uh in one of them the chakravarti has like this specific you know part to the prophecy Mm -hmm. i can't find the exact quote here however it involves like at one point they have this flaming wheel which they ride around the sky it can appear anywhere at earth in an instant okay so it sort of sounds like a little circular UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't exactly find it, but it, it, it's also like we were talking about a while ago, uh, the Brahmastra, which mm-hmm. is one of the astras in Hinduism. And astras, I'm not exactly sure if it's just the arrows, like the specific arrows oh, God yes. use, or if it's like a, a weapon as well. But mm-hmm. from one of them, which is called the Brahmastra, is equivalent to like a nuke. Yes, yes. I've done a lot of research into the whole ancient nuke theory. Um, you can go on. Actually, I was curious. What, what is the ancient nuke theory? So there's this theory, I believe... This was stuff I looked up a while ago. But in, I believe, Hinduism, there is this city that's referenced. That still has people today that was like decimated with one of these arrows. Um, cause they describe it was hit with the arrow and then it got a giant plume, like a cloud. Okay. Like a mushroom cloud. That's it. Okay. Uh, so people use that to say like this place was supposedly hit with a nuke way, way back. I believe it was four, 2000 years ago, anywhere in that period. Um, so the problem is like I, people spread that online. They believe it's true. Um, and that's the thing. So you even look yeah, it up. Yeah, I looked it up. And like one of the first things is nuclear event in ancient India. But so those are articles who were like, they were written to like assuming that's true. So they're looking for any form of yeah. like evidence. And so you do real research, you'll realize that there is, it's missing specific particles. Even 2000 years, like it's not going to be completely habitable to humans. Yeah. Like it's a night. It's fun. It's a fun thing to think about. Yeah, but when you actually use, like, any kind of logic, that would also destroy a hole in our, I think, ozone or something to make it, like, fairly obvious where it happened. Yeah. Like. Well, it, I, I guess it's, it's not about the ancient aliens or ancient nukes or anything, but it is interesting to think about the fact that in our modern time, we wield the power that at once would have been considered, like, divine. Yeah. Like, we can destroy entire cities in instance. So that's the scariest thing, too, is, like, it used to be in the 60s, it was just, like, maybe Russia and America, or 70s, whatever. But nowadays, it's, like, any terrorist group could just get nukes. Like, it's it's not even that rare. I think there's over a 1,000 on Earth right now. 
Mm. Um, yeah, we we really have gone to a crazy level with like death and war. Well, it again. I mean, ever since I was a kid, it always kind of felt like everything's just teetering on that one moment where someone's just like, "Fuck it," they throw the first rock and yeah, everything falls apart. So that's the thing is like they say the greatest deterrence to nukes is nukes. You know what I mean? Like if you have a nuke, you're not going to get nuked because then you know you're going to send that nuke before that nuke hits you. Yeah. So, which is really like, that's horrifically messed up. They're, everyone's just constantly being like a knife to their throat. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Metal Gear Solid Five? I know it's a weird reference. Yeah. yeah, I am. So you're familiar with how there's, the ending is tied to the fact that, are you familiar with the real ending? It's not spoilers. I won't spoil the game. Um, it's like sort of related. We'll just say spoiler warning. Sure. But then so it's not related to the characters. It's not like a character story ending. The way the real ending is locked behind is so online everybody has their own bases. Yeah. And then one of the deterrences because you can invade other people's bases. You can build a nuke which in your base like that raises your levels or whatever the hell. But you could also nuke other bases. But so in order to get the true ending, every single player in the world has to have zero nukes. So that's the only way to trigger like the peace ending, which is where like the world all agreed to sign up, like sign this decree or whatever. Okay. To abandon nuclear. So does that mean no one has this ending? No one's ever It was seen never, it? I don't think they've ever seen it until there was a glitch on the PS3, which made it show up for everybody. Huh. So it was like Kojima made it as like an ending where it's like, no one's ever going to see it because the nukes are cheap to produce. They're, there's no real reason not to have them. Shit. Yeah. And then I think there was like groups trying to like come together. Like Reddit made a group to try to dismantle all of them in the world. Shit. Um, yeah, just a little interesting fact there. That, actually, that's really cool. Yeah. My roommate is currently going through Death Stranding right now. He's playing mm-hmm. through it. And it, it's he pointed out something that like, first of all, um, this is more about the music than anything that the game has to start off with but mm. it's he talks about the I was talking about the licensed music of the game and I was like he just likes really sad shit and my roommate pointed out a very very intelligent uh, um, perception which was that like the music gives you room to think mm. and I think Kojima does that more than many uh, game design people he gives you room to like process I would agree like the uh ladder from Metal Gear Three is a good example too, mm-hmm. of both a moment to think as well as music coming together. Kojima really does understand Hideo Kojima. Just so everybody knows, made Metal Gear Solid. Um, he really does seem to care about like gameplay and like the player's perspective. Ludo narrative. Ludo narrative. Is what it is? Yeah. It's yeah. Ludo narrative dissonance is something he cares about too, but he enjoys to play with it. So Ludo narrative is essentially like how cinematography has its own language. Video games have their own yeah. language, and I think Hideo is one of the few people I can think off the top of my head that legitimately uses it to a good extent. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people just they try to make movies that are games, or they try to just make a game that's a game they don't try to see if they could make something more out of it Mm -hmm. well it's interesting because so you know but i recently moved in with my girlfriend Mm -hmm. so i've been playing games around her she's never had any experience Mm -hmm. so it's been interesting to see that perspective because she would cringe every single time a cutscene comes on and she called them skits and she's (laughs) like she would always talk about how those like skits are so cringy 
You know what I mean? Like it's, and I would agree. Like it's, she was like, it's a video game. Why are you watching movies? Yeah. And that was an interesting perspective for me because it's true. Like it's, why would they have to take control away from you? Hmm. There's no real reason. Like it, more like meta narrative game stuff. But it's, I, I think it's true. I think, obviously, I think a cutscene is good, to have. For sure. And it adds some satisfaction to it because that's a storytelling tradition we're used to. But I'm th- what what I feel like if a game like if if you're gonna go very minimal, the most you'd need for cutscenes is an intro and an ending. Yeah. Well that's my other problem too, is so every game I start, like it's you know there's thirty, forty minutes just of you watching videos. Yeah. Like fuck. It, well, that, that, yeah, 100%. Games take way too long to start now. Yeah, like it's... So I've been playing a ton of Castlevania, like through the old, like, classic series. He's got a collection, I bet. Uh, well, digital I... Digital collection. I got it recently, yeah, He's for PSN. Digital collection. <laughs> but so what's cool is that that game does a pretty good job at conveying the story. Like, you're just a guy just wrecking stuff. Like, it's... You don't really... Obviously, story can be important for yeah. games like Last of Us. Yeah. But, like, you don't necessarily need that for every idea. Like, Castlevania does a good job. Like, you know death is somehow related to Dracula based purely on the fact that he's... You fight him before you fight Dracula. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty clear cut. You don't need a huge cutscene of death explaining his motivations. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, well, yeah, I'm here. Shows up in his fighting time. And I get older games have the ability to just put something in there. It doesn't need an explanation mm-hmm. always. Like as long as it fits the theme of whatever world mm-hmm. the game designer has created. But people over time always want like context for stuff because it becomes more nuanced that way. So I guess I'm older because I remember when cutscenes were like a reward for like yeah. Final Fantasy. You got like really beautiful CG cutscenes for you getting to a certain part in the game. <laughs> actually you can't do that when yeah. something might happen anyway yeah no nowadays it's like it's just cutscene then you walk for five seconds cutscene cut then you walk for another five seconds do cut. one battle cutscene like it's it's unreal well there was one thing that like it, it, it's a game Ghost of Tsushima okay which wonderful game I love it it's I've an not ama- played it yet yeah go on it's I say streamlined in the best way possible it's a very streamlined open world process where mm-hmm. it's like it knows what it is. It's not trying to be anything that's like too advanced for the open world genre. It's just okay. a good open world game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. However, there's these moments where it's like gameplay wise, it's just you and someone else riding on a horse to a place talking about something. Mm-hmm. And all you do is hold forward on the analog stick and it automatically goes. And I'm like, yeah. But it's like, why would you not just make that a cutscene? I don't want to have to fucking sit here and play quotation marks through this. Just get me to the location <sighs> yeah. through cutscene. I don't. I, it, I really. Open world games have become just a, a huge empty world that you waste time in. But then you walk to a mission or like a marker and then you do a thing and then you walk back. Like it's well, it's hard to find good ones because, I mean, fucking for years, Skyrim, everyone considered to be like the epitome of open world. Now, at the time when yeah. I first played it, it was a fucking magical experience. Oh yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Because they have a lot of lore. There's a lot of books in the game, and mm-hmm. there's always some weird thing happening. And every 
the world design itself was made so that every place you look at could be a painting. That mm-hmm. that was I forget what the term is, but they did that where there's like every where you look there's something interesting to catch your eye yeah. or something to make you go like wow that's beautiful mm-hmm. nowadays i mean the graphics aren't aged purely well but it's still like you have those moments up. of like wow mm-hmm. but like a lot of people like fallout mm-hmm. a lot of people love fallout I, that's one of the most boring game series i've ever played i do love fallout but for the opposite reason and that it feels like they try to make every scene just disgusting and gross like, it has such a gross, weird feeling to it. Like It's just, every time, other than New Vegas. I still have not played that yet. I love New Vegas, mm-hmm. but I love New Vegas more for just, like, the politics behind it and all the all the chips, mm-hmm. no pun intended, yeah. being put on the table, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything's cool, but, like, Fallout 3 I didn't give a fuck about. I have Fallout 5. I played for about half an hour. I got super bored. I got to the part where it's like you kill a death claw at the beginning. Yeah, that game looks. What rough. the fuck are you talking about? Killing a death claw. And then you get that stupid giant metal suit eventually in that well, game. Well, that's yeah. they give it to you right away, and then mm. you fight a death claw. And I guess what I I what I don't enjoy at least about the idea of that is is like, I get you're trying to empower the player. And that seems to be a common thing now, but it's like, no, that's not what you should want. You should want to, like, earn the yeah. ability to be able to face up to a death cloud, which, not video games, but I guess I'm going to go a bit off about um, go off uh, role-playing games. Okay. Because this is something I keep realizing. is like every role-playing game I see now, it's very like there is great the communities mm-hmm. are growing and all that but they've lost something in the fact that they always want the players to be in power i i don't know if i brought this up before but uh dungeons and dragons which is probably uh, the, the biggest, biggest one, everybody knows dungeons and uh dragons. fifth edition which is the one that i really got into and i mm-hmm. got a lot of books i loved it at the beginning but mm-hmm. i get burnout because whether you're running the game or you're a player the player character it's essentially superheroes masked as fantasy yeah and i don't like that i don't Mm -hmm. like the fact that you know players have all this capability and it's like it's cool if you want that but it's like there's no threat there's no real like genuine consequence so that's a big feels. problem is I feel like especially games as well like like video games as well people are so you. addicted to that like dopamine hit that like they succeeded that like creators are so afraid of taking that from them for a moment you know like when I beat Castlevania 1 hard as hell but I've never felt more accomplished than when I finally beat Dracula like there's just something incredible about overcoming and that's the problem is even with Dark Souls, people still don't take the right lessons from it. They think people like Dark Souls because it's hard. And it, it sort of is, but that's not really why. It's like, the mastery of it. Exactly. Yeah, like Demon Souls as well. Like it's, it always bugs me because they feel so out of touch. They just, people think they want super hard games or super easy games. Um, no, it's about mastery of gameplay, I think is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's like, I think, not to shit on Dark Souls 2, because people do that enough. Yeah. But I remember when I played that on the uh, PS3, and whenever I'd go online, 
every single person would do like a hex build. Hexes were like this dark magic that was like super powerful because oh, it required course, yeah. both intelligence and faith. So they could just clear everything essentially. It was like everyone wanted to yeah. do it. And I, I it made me feel like, well that's not what the fuck it's about. If you if you're mm-hmm. gone you should master the gameplay, you shouldn't try to find the cheapest way, but people always want to win, right? Well, so that's the problem. So I'm not going to lie. The first time I played Demon Souls, I think I did use that cheat to duplicate a specific soul. A glitch, yeah. A glitch, there's, yeah. There's soul duplication, yeah. Um, Which is fine, but then you, I beat the game and I felt nothing. You know what I mean? But then I go and beat Bloodborne by myself. Hard, super hard, and then I feel way more accomplished. Like, it's... It changes your relationship when you take the easy route. Yeah. Um, um, I guess what something that... Oh, it's right on the tip of my mind. I can't... It, it's not... The thought isn't coming to me, but... Video games, huh? I guess... I guess... It's difficulty is a strange relationship. Because when you sit there and you're playing something that's difficult, I think there's a point where it's like in external factors versus internal skill. Like I think a good difficulty should be that once you've got the skill for it, suddenly it's no longer this challenge. But I hate yeah. I hate a game where it's like when you pick hard difficulty and it just makes the enemy's HP oh higher God, and your yeah. damage less. It's like, that's not fun. I don't want to have to punch this fucking dude for half an hour to kill him. I think it's Uncharted series is really bad for that. And, like, the hard mode doesn't do anything but, like, quadruples the enemy health. So you play crushing. You're just shooting guys in the face, like, three, four times, hoping they drop. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, no, I, I don't know where that idea came from. And I think that's exactly what you're saying about the Dark Souls thing. Because some people will put, like, fucking these guys that take like a million hits that's not fun and so that's the problem too is like they they think like being cheap is hard but like no like that's i don't want to be annoyed because the game killed like i want to be annoyed like i want to be disappointed that i let myself die versus then the game just cheated yeah like i guess castlevania is ironically an example of this but a lot of the deaths in the original castlevania is just you die because something you can't you control your jump edge. midair. Yeah, like it's it gives Limitation more control. Of exactly. Gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard to find a balance, and every game's different. Like I don't want to play a hard like seventy hour RPG, for example, like turn based. Oh fuck no! Like that'd be really boring. It would. Mm-hmm. Fuck man, like I don't that turn based. I have mixed feelings about because some of them. Like Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Fucking outstanding game. Oh yeah, for sure. If 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 anything in that game took longer, like if the fights got too much, yeah. I'd be like, no. No, I'm done. I don't want to fucking do that. But there's a lot of real bad turn based RPGs. That like, people think are good. Do you know Yik? No. Okay. This is I'm not gonna talk too much about Yik because it kinda became a meme. But it was like this guy in America decided to make his own turn-based RPG. Basically stole the Earthbound style. Really beautiful art style. But then he got YouTubers to voice all the characters. Okay. And it's like, the story is kind of interesting because it's all about different timelines. But the main character is like a douchebag and he's just bullying people. And like he keeps getting like, everybody loves him because he's like a self-insert. 
<laughs> okay, so he's a... What's, he, what's the male equivalent to a Mary Sue? It's a Gary Stew. He's a Gary Stew. Okay. But then, long story short, so the battles last at least like two, three minutes. And those are random encounters. It's just, your skills do nothing. You just have to hit the guy, dodge, hit the guy, dodge. Fuck. Yeah. Obviously an extreme example, but still. I get... I, I, what are people trying to translate, I guess, when they do that? What are they What are they trying to say? I just think do, they Are they care. thinking? I think it's just... No, I think it's just like they... They wanted to make the story... And then they felt like they had to make an RPG, so then it's the most, like, it's the most obligatory thing ever. It's just like, oh, this is it. <sighs> Fuck. It's also padding, which is another huge problem. People want to fill time. Yeah, people want to make, like, super long games. I'm so tired. Like, I've been playing a ton of PS3 and PS, like, earlier PS4 games. It's like, it's so nice playing games that end in 10 hours. You get, like, a complete journey, you get a full storyline, game's done. Yeah. You don't have to spend 80 hours playing the new Assassin's Creed <laughs> where you just like go to towers. I, I was never big on Assassin's Creed. I could never get into them. The new ones are fun, but they're really bloated, like harshly bloated. Well, I heard the Odyssey Greek one is mm. like my roommate said, stop, because he was like, it. the world map is too big. Yeah. Now for someone like me, I like to walk around. I think that would be appealing, but then a part of me is like, it, it, there's too much to do. Yeah, so I've done, not like every quest, but I've done like most of the story-related quests for Odyssey. Um, it's, it's definitely fun, but then there are huge times where you're just wandering, and there's like nothing to do. You realize you're just walking. You just walk. You're riding your horse. You know, maybe you'll see a tiger or whatever the hell and fight it. A tiger? There's like a few, because it's Persians and stuff. Okay, sure. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's not really like, it's boring as hell. Fucking hell. Interesting that we chose to talk about video games right away. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, at least with that, video games are definitely an area of yours that you probably have the deepest levels of passion about because it's, it's the most interactive form of art. Yeah, I would agree. And, and, and you wouldn't believe it. This guy was making a an evil serial killer table for me. It's me, yeah. So I've been teaching myself 3D modeling. Um, Pretty fun to mess around with. Surprisingly easy, actually. The YouTube uh, Blender Guru online. Great guy, great tutorial series. Yeah. Um, I feel like in two, three weeks, I know it pretty well. Obviously, I don't know sculpting or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a ton of fun. Love the idea I can make my own art. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So, I know you want to make um, horror games. Mm-hmm. You're big on horror. I love horror. What is it about horror games that you feel draws you to them? I think it's the fact that like games are the only thing you can... Like, you really put yourself in. So, mm-hmm. you have a character that's going to die. You feel it. I feel like horror translates way better to games than... Even movies, realistically. See, I'm the complete opposite on that. Really? I feel like since in a video game I have agency, I'm able to somehow figure out how to stop the situation. Or if it's meant to be, you lose, then it it doesn't feel as bad. But in a movie, I'm like, I just have to witness this terrible thing happen. Okay. I can't do anything. So, when you think of a horror game that you played recently, like, Mm -hmm. give me an example. Were there guns in it? Let's say. Um, 
would you think yeah. of more Resident Evil than Silent Hill? Mm, either or. I, Resident Evil, I don't really think would be horror in the best sense. Yeah, it's more survival horror, which still, I guess, counts. Well, they're not um, all that scary. That's the thing. That zombies no. I don't find really scary. I, as a kid, was terrified of Resident Evil 2, but it's more of the liquors, like the ones that crawl on the walls. Oh, the little brain ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. Like, there's a real conversation about how horror games, you need to take that agency away from players. If you can just have the player walk into a room and blow every monster's head off, it's like, why is he going to be afraid? But then yeah. in Silent Hill, you walk into rooms and it's just, you know you have a crowbar and you have to get up in this monster's face. Like, yeah. It's it's sort of like you have to choose. And that makes it more rewarding when you actually do get like a ton of control and agency. Wow, it worked out. It's the water bottle. Sorry. Um, there was a water bottle that went missing and I just found it. It was in his pocket. It was... <laughs> Sorry um, to interrupt you, but yes. No, anyways, yeah, no. I just feel like horror games, maybe it's more my relationship with them, but I just feel like they're stronger at conveying horror. Especially because you're in there. You can, like... Have you played Siren? Blood no. Curse? That game is terrifying. Like, uh, one day I'll bring you over and we'll play it on my PS3. Okay. That game gave me nightmares. It's something really weird about the sound design and, like, just... See, sound... escapes. Sound design is always critical mm-hmm. in any in anything like that. And so it's one of the few games that don't you can't really you can kind of fight the monsters but it's like you're not going to kill them. So you're, you're not going to running them. away. Yeah. Um it's like the Call of Cthulhu RPG. You can fight them. Yeah. You're not going to kill them. <laughs> but yeah, no. Anyways, yes, I do. I am still trying to design games. It's been my great call. Well, very cool. Thank you, sir. Maybe we should talk a bit about where we've been. Yeah. We talked for 30 minutes without explaining anything. Without explaining much about ourselves, I guess. I don't know. You you can go first if you want. I feel, I feel you have more interesting. Let's see. Um, so, I moved in with my girlfriend. Yeah, you got a new place. Big ups to her. Yeah, living in the heart of Toronto. Got the okay rent. Um, it's a nice apartment building. Yeah, very sweet. Very cute. Um. Mm. I don't know what else I would have. I got the vaccine. We both did. Yeah, I um, yeah. you know, my skin mutated a bit. I got magnets flew onto me. <laughs> but beyond that, I've been yeah. blessed. I had that. I had that um, that point. You you know, like when you levitate for like oh, a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, of course. Uh, so that lasted for like a couple days for me. Actually, mm. I I was speaking with the the pharmacy, and they're like. So it's normal to levitate. And I was like, but is it okay for a couple days? And they uh they had to bring the van over mm. with some experts to come oh. in. And that, Oh, I didn't notice you had that scar on your head. That's interesting. Yeah. So the the reason oh. for that is actually uh, my third eye was oh. it was getting too powerful. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So they had to get rid of my third eye. Mm. However, okay. what they forgot to there's a bit of it still left. Mm. So it's gonna regrow. And that levitation thing, it's going to be a reoccurring thing. Because okay, if they okay, get rid of it, sense. if they get rid of it, then um, it's something about like the time-space continuum will tear apart. Oh, wow, Something along those lines, hmm. yeah. So hmm. Interesting. I, 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 was, I was told by my pharmacist, like I always have to keep my skin moist. 
Because yeah. the problem is, like, a lot of people don't know this, but, like, so you can turn into a zombie, obviously, from the vaccine. Yes. Like, it's obviously the elites are trying to kill every human being. Like, there's no debate about that. Yeah. But so, basically, all you do, you know, I just keep a little spritzer, just spritz my skin, you know. I could probably use a shower, but I choose not to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it, I just don't feel like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, no, but to be real, like, these conspiracies are insane. Oh my god. I want to make... There's so many fucking... We'll talk uh, about our lives in the Yeah, bit. talk about our lives first. Holy fuck. You man. go next. Uh, nothing else happened beyond just like... Toronto's been mostly locked down as well. So I'm yeah. not really working right now. Yeah. I didn't see you for a while actually either. No. That's probably also why we stopped. We stopped recording and mm-hmm. all that. Because I, I was sitting over here and I was like... I think something's going on with him now. Oh, yeah. I'm a little worried for Dakota. Yeah, you thought I hated you. Uh, well, not that you hate me, but I thought there's something, like, going on with you. Like, you're depressed or something. And, I mean, we've all been fighting with that a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a rough time. But I thought, like, something legit happened because you just weren't doing anything. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I honestly, that first month of moving out was a little rough. That's yeah. probably why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, tell us about your life, John. So... Give us the deets. Um, I haven't moved. <sighs> uh, obviously, I got the vaccine recently. Oh, shoot. Excuse me. Burpas and such. Recently, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. entered into a wonderful relationship. Wow. Um, actually, I forgot to tell you, so... I have I ever told you about like the bumbleberry raccoons that live on the street? Like I named them. <laughs> no. So I on my street there's raccoons and the nice ones I call the bumbleberries and the bad ones okay. I call the rival clan. Anyway, so I was telling uh uh I'll dress her as my partner for now. Sure. So I was telling my partner about it. The human person. Human person. <laughs> so I was telling her about them and she actually draws. Okay. And so she started uh, making these characters. I was about to show you, but then I realized we're recording yeah, with you the can't. phone. But she's made artwork for like a bunch of these raccoons that uh-huh. I've come up with. And she, we're going to try to like make a comic about it. Huh. I'm going to write the story and all that. And she's going to draw the characters out. Wow, that's beautiful. What would you want to release it on? Or are you even going to release it? Is it just a fun thing? I think we're just going to do it for fun. I don't know. Okay. okay. I don't know. Beautiful. Um, and I have been, I guess, as usual, reading a lot. But her and I, uh, it's going really well, actually. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't, knock on wood, I hope I don't jinx it. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, That's beautiful, dude. It's really nice. And I guess, I don't know, There, I noticed there's a lot of... Uh, you know sad folks out there but i noticed there's a lot of like angry angry people People are really mad yeah people are really angry and i noticed that about relationship stuff a lot and i mean even like before i'd get like a little depressed because i was like i'm single and sad but Mm. i would never get like angry but there's like a lot of people that just feel entitled to like to yeah relationships have, have a relationship have someone with them have you ever seen sorry not to cut you go, off, go ahead go ahead go but there's ahead. that old comic or like of like an incel and i say incel for a reason because he's talking about how he's like saving himself for like a beautiful traditional wife and sure. he's in like a dark room against his computer okay and then the next panel of the comic is like a beautiful blonde woman sitting in a field crying 
It's like, why can't I just find a fat, ugly nerd who hides in his room? (laughs) Um, Oh my god. But that just reminds me of people who are mad that they're waiting for, like... The perfect... It just shows they have no experience, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's totally... I was thinking about that. It's like... There's so many people out there who feel entitled to, like, this specific person. It's like, look, I, I'm... Okay, I'm going to be saying that I'm dressing men. Sure. Because I am addressing them first. I don't see gender, but go ahead. Um, I'm going to be honest, bro. Like, dude, you need to, like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I can't stop, won't stop. You, you, you cannot. You cannot keep doing this. You're not finding that dream girl. Don't. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Like, no, no, so no. Real. Talk- <laughs> you made eye contact. <laughs> I'm not talking. I was like, that got so real. That's mean to me. What the hell? <laughs> no, I'm not talking. I'm sorry. I'm not. It's talking. okay. I'm not talking. To you. I thought because I cut you off, you just went to like insult me. <laughs> um. No. Oh. Yeah. You're right. You're not wrong. No, but it's there's a lot of them that I there's just this so much aggression toward. I th- I think obviously it's pent up sexual frustration, oh, yeah. but it's like it's like there's these guys that like they want these like you know you know models and shit. It's like you don't know what you're looking for mm-hmm. because the second. Let's say you manage to, you know, get this girl's attention and she happens to humor you. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, it's... People don't understand they have to flesh themselves out. Like, it's... People like people because of who they are. Like, if your whole life revolves around sitting in your room, like, it's... What do you have to offer? You better be pretty fucking good at conversation. Yeah. Like, um... Uh... I was about to say her name. Yeah. Um, so with my partner who I'm going Goku. out with now, I'm not calling her Goku. <laughs> She'd probably think that's hilarious though. She's a big, uh, she's teaching me about the world of anime. So uh-huh. I, I'm learning. I'm growing. I've seen an anime before. I've seen an anime, but, uh, so she, uh, um, I guess cause it took a while for me to find like a decent person because I was talking to a few people on dating apps at yeah. the time. One of the worst ones was, and I guess this is going to be addressing um, uh, women. Please do not don't don't keep harassing the person after they turn you down. Yeah, I, I didn't tell you this story, but this is before I met uh, my current partner mm-hmm. right now. Um, one of the people I was talking to on uh, Bumble. Yeah. Uh, she was like really forward at the beginning. She's like, Hey, I think you're home. I'm like, okay. And she's like, send me a dick pic. And I was like, no. Weird. Um, and I, you know, I blocked her. I got I, like, I got rid of her, but she, fa- she managed to find my Facebook. And I was like, don't, don't message me on here. And I blocked her there. Oh my God. And she managed to find my Instagram, I think through Facebook. I don't know if they're connected, but I think she like, Mm-hmm. It's like fucking hell. Take a take a no. Yeah. Take a no. And I, there's a lot of people that say like, you know, guys are entitled. Totally, a lot of them are. But like, fuck, man. Mm. Fuck. I have never seen someone take rejection so terribly, than, um, terribly sorry. Something came up on my phone, but then like, <laughs> I have thoughts. It's fucked. I was going to say, I feel like 
women kind of have a harder time with rejection because they maybe don't face it as much as men. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that makes sense. No, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Because, I mean, if we're going gonna to say it, we're, I'm going to totally, like, there is a point where it, 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 I'm trying to find a really, you know, so clean a, way to say this. But as a guy, like, when you're dating, you kind of have to build a thick skin because you know you have to put yourself out there. Like, yeah, you're going to get You want things no to happen. You... Yeah. Sure, nowadays some girls make moves, but it, it's rare. Um, most women just being in a place, they could probably find someone to date. You know what I mean? Just yeah, talking to people. But it, that, that's more things, there's, guys. There's a, there's a lot of nuance in this conversation. Yeah. And even though I feel like I would like to address it... Um, I, I don't know if I have the proper language or You're probably right, necessary yeah. tools to address that mm-hmm. topic. So I I, I think or I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna back away from that before we dig a hole. For sure. Now um, go on about your life. But aside uh, from Goku, if however we have any women that are listening at all, one way to really impress a guy the way that my partner impressed me, uh, just be really fucking goofy to start off with. 100% go for go for just being you know don't the cringiest shit is when someone tries to be sexy that is cringy as fuck so I'm gonna say out there ladies if you're listening um the way to like a guy's heart like mine is you just you be stoic and you be like super <laughs> straight don't, don't. so I guess that like helps highlight the fact that it, it, be yourself be yourself 100%. it's never gonna work for everybody yeah are you, so do you like serious? Mm, I like more like a mature vibe. I I get I enjoy mature, but I like someone who's very. I like know, goofy, but I don't. I feel like I should be the goofy one if that makes sense. So it's like I prefer a straight man almost. Okay, I get. I guess that's the way that because I thought I was going to be the funny one in my relationship, but like it didn't take long to realize that oh. She's the the funny silly one. Mm-hmm. I happen to be the serious one. Okay, that's cute. And we we have talked about that, and we're very open with communication. But there's definitely times where I I was like, there was one time where it was just like I I was having, uh, uh a bit of a, a a panic episode. Okay. But I couldn't communicate that properly. And she thought I was just hyper, mm-hmm. and she was making jokes about. It. And I got upset, and there was some moment, but thankfully it all worked out yeah. very well. But the, I guess we handle situations very differently, and I haven't realized that I was as serious as I am about stuff. So I'm trying to learn to lighten up a bit more about things, and she's trying to learn to take things with more gravity. More gravity, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, but, um, it's... You do need someone to compliment you, I think. Like exactly. I feel like if I dated someone like me, I'd hate them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh... Beautiful. I'm not gonna ask that question. That's a stupid one, but, uh... Rude? But then anything else new in your no. your little life? <laughs> Not you. <laughs> I, I no. Um No. No, I was gonna I was gonna be like Who's the one that wears the pants in your relationship? But that's not a good question to ask. I believe people. that 
anybody can wear pants. This is 2020, 20, sir. sir. Yeah. <laughs> Women can wear pants if they want. Well, what's Think? really what's really fucking weird, and I'll say this because you never believe who you end up with. Yeah. So me and my partner were talking on our date, and we're th- we're saying like who we thought we were going to be interested in end up with. And, you know, I really thought that it was going to be, like, someone a bit edgy and a bit, like, you know, you know, nails and and, and spikes and stuff. Like a knee that, girl. I thought that. You'd end a up lot of people girl. thought that. But uh, the one that I'm seeing, she wears, like, sundresses. Interdust. And she's very, like, flowy and, like, ha ha. Hmm. You know? And she thought that she was going to end up with, like, a guy that was, like, super, like, you know, closed off and, like, cold and indifferent. Because even though I'm serious, I'm a, I'm a very affectionate person. Mm-hmm. Very open about my feelings. Mm. I just happen to have a lot of serious feelings. Wow, beautiful. But. Maybe you know, that's why we work so well. Because you're open and I'm closed off. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see him cry. Yeah. That's. So, that's what happens in the rain. Yep. His tears get lost in the rain, but it's all the same, and he thinks that he's playing the same game, but he's just a sad boy trying to go to Troy to find some reason to live, and oh boy, he's like a soldier in the war long ago, but now he doesn't seem to know. Who is he? What does he do? He's held back his tears so long from you. Wow. That was my song I wrote that. I like to look up. I like to look up at the sky and say, "Why, God?" But I whisper it, so it just looks like I'm like, I'm like eating water while it rains. So you eat water. Yeah. What? A nice chew. Tell me about your water diet. Why do you eat water? Well, I mean, like you know, some people drink it. I eat it. Yeah. I eat about five liters a day. You eat five liters of water. Yeah, that's not a joke. I have a giant, you've seen it, right? My giant tub of water at my apartment. Oh, the giant tub of water. I'm not actually, this isn't like a bit. This is like a There's giant. There's a giant tub of water. It's it's like, I think a gallon of water. And then I just like it's, chug it. It's huge. I fill it up with ice cubes. So why, how do, how's your favorite way to eat water? Uh, Solid, liquid, or gas? Probably fried. Mm. <laughs> you know, you just fry you know, it. Fried water is pretty good. You just breathe it in. You know, that's how you make holy water. Oh. You fry the hell out of it. Speaking of holy water. Speaking of holy water. What do you got going on? <laughs> I don't have anything. Oh. I was just messing with you. Oh, vampires, I thought, I thought, huh? I, vampires. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you've had a bit of a vampire. I've had a real vampire recently. kick. So this is the part of the podcast where I talk about vampire diaries till the very end. Oh, fuck, okay. No, so Vampire Diaries is kind of blessed past season, like season three beyond, So blessed. So Vampire Diaries. So like the whole show is predicated on like, so Elena's like the cool hot main character girl, her character is just being the girl. And then like there's the two brothers, Stefan and Damon. And like Damon's cool, Stefan's a bitch, the whole show. He literally is always betraying Damon, calling Damon evil. But then season three happens and like Stevens just becomes called the Ripper because he's ripping people when he has blood. And then like Damon becomes the good guy because he like the other guy's a lunatic and the original vampires come in. So, okay. It's blessed. 
out of context of that because no one who has seen everybody vampire diaries was the greatest event of our lives it's the x-files of this generation okay (laughs) think about it that's not far off i need you to settle down (laughs) all i'm gonna say is x-files had some bad seasons x-files was carried on the shipping aspect of it Mm-hmm. People wanted Mulder and Skulder. Mulder and Skulder. <laughs> and then. Mulder Skulder. And guess what? Just subtract aliens, add in uh, vampires. Okay. Okay. All right. Now let's take a second here. Yes. Why are vampires so appealing to you? It's probably the the fact that they're close to humans and there's something a human can become. So, like, they lose that humanity in that transition. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. It's it's also fun to just think about how like there is somebody who could be alive from like zero eighty to today, and he's I just been around for two thousand years. Yeah, and it's fun because in Vampire Diaries, those guys are just like chilling, like they don't. Well, they're just I, eternal. I like Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool how it's very I guess like biblical oriented mm. view on vampires because the first vampire is like Cain from Cain and Abel yeah and there's like the Antilu- Antiluvians who are like the vampires pre-flood mm-hmm. and, it, and it's so fucking funny to just I... think about how like you know Noah's on his boat and there's just these vampires under the water that are like Bye. That's crazy. We're gonna make some terrible, terrible things happen. I didn't know that was the lore behind like bloodlines and everything. That's crazy. So yeah, no, the the Antiluvians are like before hmm. the flood. Wow. So in the world of Vampire the Masquerade, the Bible is right. Beautiful. Did you know in Castlevania the first <laughs> canon thing that happens is Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Actually, I'm not kidding. It's because Castlevania, the first one, was written as like a sequel to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like the book itself is still assumed to be the starting of the Castlevania timeline. Really? Yeah. I don't know why Konami wanted that so badly, but it's every like timeline has Bram Stoker's Dracula as the starting point. Bram Stoker. Yeah. Yeah. Which he was not the first vampire Dracula. In which series? I meant in like literature history. Oh yes, obviously. People say it's Camilla. It's not. It's it's like some count guy who's literally it's vampire with a Y. Like it's, it's. Well, if if you want to go for real vampires, you gotta go to the ancient Slavic folklore. You gotta go for the ancient Chinese folklore. You're right. Well, it depends on what vampires we're looking at. Because yeah. isn't the Chinese vampires the ones that hop? Yeah, they hop. They're almost more like ghosts. They're like spirit vampire. They're not very threatening in the idea. Yeah. Why do you... It's just... It's a very funny thought to think of like this hopping creature. Well, I think it's more like bizarre, you know? Picture like... Because they hop like a zombie with their hands out. Yeah, it's supposed to be uncanny, right? Yeah, and then they're like... If they grab you, they're going to suck your soul, I believe. So they just, I think it's some weird thing where you die, but you're like, your soul's gone. Like it's, it's a terrifying idea in my eyes. I just like the Slavic folklore is so fucking fun. Mm -hmm. There's so many cool creatures in that. So many critter critters, yeah. Well, there's, there's one thing where it's like, um, they're called dragon men. They have nothing to do with dragons. 
Okay. But they're called dragonmen. But when they sleep, their spirits like ascend to the sky and they become like these, colo- like it's, like a you know, I have never seen it, but you know JoJo. Yeah. The, the stands. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So imagine that, but like a giant colossus stand that fights demons in the oh sky. God, eh? And brings positive weather. But it's like this giant mm-hmm. colossus fight in the sky with demons. Jeez. And it's like, that's so fucking weird. Yeah. That's just one of the many Slavic creatures. And they have this Sve, or a Sme. Esme. However you pronounce it, it's, uh, it's like the dragons they have. It's all cool. Beautiful. It's all cool. When you think about it, the only, like, American folklore is aliens. Well, I mean, that's... Native Americans have an entire... I'm talking more, like, modern. I'm talking independent of natives. Like, it's... I'm talking about more mainstream America. Like, you think of America, you think of, like, Texas, for example. Oh. I mean, more, like, Midwestern. Like, United States. United States, like, the country, not the people. Okay. Like, they have no... Maybe Bigfoot and aliens are their big folklore. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. That's Canada. Well... Should we go hunt the Squatch? No. <laughs> Why not? I don't want to hunt the Squatch. What if I one time was like, yo, you want to go into this haunted house and stay for the night? Totally, I would do that. You would a million percent be in I would a hundred million What if someone supposedly got butchered there? I don't care. And there's like stories of like actual ghosts for real. Let's go. Okay, sounds less interesting. Let's do it. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. I'll I'll bring a bottle of champagne to share there with the spirits. There is a lot of haunted places in Toronto. There's that one restaurant mm-hmm. that you can go to. I forget its name. I think it's like a keg. It's like a keg. It's the keg, I mean. Um, oh. And like you're supposed to eat there and people see ghosts sometimes. <laughs> they still know. work there? No, it it's just like it's it was based on like a I don't know, it's some businesses try so hard to make ghost stuff. Do you believe that? What? Well, I mean, Mystery Hunters did an episode on it, so it's got to be partially true, right? Like Do you remember Mystery Hunters? I do remember Mystery Hunters. <laughs> the greatest Canadian TV show ever oh, produced. Yeah. It was super cool. <laughs> do you remember Doubting Dave? Shit. Was he the was he the scientist with the weird glasses? Yeah. Yeah, I remember this one episode of it where he's like, "Kid, hold the key," and so the kid holds the key, and he's like, "And when when you realize that the key's gonna get hot, that's the spirit channeling yeah. through it." And then afterwards, he's like, "That's the body heat of the hand making the key warm." Yeah. But he's scaring the shit out of these kids, <laughs> and you can tell that this is like. An amazing part of the job for him because he's just this sadistic guy. He's, he's a comedian. He just I've wants s- to scare kids. Man. I've seen his... Okay, so really quickly, Mystery Hunters is like a specific Canadian show for kids. I was like, they go out and investigate like paranormal stuff. You um, wouldn't believe how each episode ends. They end up going like, who knows? <laughs> we it's saw not nothing. real, but maybe next time. Who knows? That show scared me so bad. There was a bit in the opening... Where it's like there's a tree that my brother was terrified of. And there's like an alien sitting like just hunched. And then he turns and looks at the camera. And for years. (laughs) I don't even remember that. My brother was so scared of that that he would run the second the opening started. (laughs) But then he'd have to run back in after he heard the opening over. Oh my god the alien scared him. I was drinking with him one time. He puts it on and I can see he's still kind of scared of it. (laughs) 
The aliens are coming for your brother, too. Yeah. Okay, you can make one paranormal thing real, one creature. One thing. Let's say, like, aliens, anything possible. What any, would you any, pick? Any aliens, paranormal. vampires, ghosts. What would you choose? Um, huh. I would like the Lun Dragon from Chinese mythology to be real. Is that like the long one? Yes. Because they would bring rain and they might be friends with you. Okay. So not only do you have a magic friend, it's like the Luck Dragon. Here, Luck Dragon Mm -hmm. from the NeverEnding Story. I would like the Luck Dragons Mm -hmm. to be real. I would like to be friends with a Luck Dragon. I would probably wish for vampires. Your quest for immortality shall make you very sad. Maybe not. I don't know. Like, I think the idea of, like, being a humanish thing and then knowing you, like, if the earth explodes, you'll be fine. I, I don't think vampires would be fine. Yeah. There was, were a few stories where it's, like, they're there's just There's a few stories place. where the earth blew up and uh, yeah. vampires were fine. Dude. Yeah, there's a few where they're, like, just chilling in planets and stuff. Just chilling, floating through space. Yeah. Actually, an official vampire lore. <laughs> okay. An official, an official vampire. vampire Diaries lore. Oh. <laughs> Go on. No, there's no... I, there's no official future episode. <laughs> I think there is a spinoff, actually, that I know nothing about. So... I would have said Faye... But I feel like they would cause way too many problems. So that's the thing is like you don't want to pick like something that's going to destroy like you pick a ghost like you technically also bring in scary ghosts. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. I just want Casper. He's the only human being with an afterlife. He's Richie Rich. He's Richie Rich. Um, I wish I wish I could be a vampire. Well, say if we go to like a haunted place. You somehow see unequivocal, like... Proof. Proof that, like, it's only you. I step into another room, you turn around, you see, like, a grudge girl standing there for a second and she's gone. Yeah. Would that change your life forever? Yes. Do you think you would, like... How do you think that would shape your life going forward? Have you... Have you seen... uh, Love, Death, Robots, the second season? I have not seen any of that, no. I know of it. I'm well, there's one it. episode that addresses this kind of situation. It's called The Drowned Giant. Mm-hmm. Where the whole premise, the only fantastical thing that happens is on this beach, a giant's body washes up. Okay. That's it. However, you can tell from the way the narrator is like describing the whole thing, he has wonder again. Because he's like, if this exists, what could possibly mm-hmm. exist? I'd be scared at the moment that I saw that ghost. Or that grudge or whatever. Yeah. But a part of me would also be like, that means there's probably wondrous things out there. There's probably like yeah. a greater, greater reality that I've just begun to witness. Mm-hmm. That even though I don't see it in my maybe remaining life when I die, who knows? Do you think you would then actively go and sh- like, do you think you would Seek chase? That stuff out? Yeah. I think I would. I think I probably would chase that kind of stuff out. Because it's like. I could see that. You know, why would you not want to figure out this great. Okay, then let's let's kind of change it a bit. Let's say you do see like a Gred girl. But then it kills me. Leaves you alive. And then it you escape. Do you think that would give you a negative. 
I would definitely be upset, but I feel like a part of me would like wait a long time, and then I'd be like, I have to. You have to find. I more. have to figure out how to stop this. Because once you see one ghost, you have to assume that there's probably quite a few. There's an infinite. Yeah, like how many humans have died. Well, that's exactly how the it goes. Like, because you don't see anything else in the episode about other giants. Yeah. Anything, but the guy's just like. If this one giant exists, there's probably an entire civilization mm-hmm. of them that we just have no idea where they are or what they're doing. We have yeah. no idea what the fuck is going on. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's a, it's an amazing... I might actually... We're done recording whenever we're done. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'll put that on just to show you. Okay. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool episode. Um, what else? If, uh... I guess... How would you react if you unequivocally for sure saw ghosts. to be real i think if i saw like an actual grudge i think as cringe as it sounds i would never be able to be in the dark again i know that sounds weird but just having confirmation that like these creatures are out there they could be anywhere i don't know if i would ever feel safe being in a dark room again hmm. like you know what i mean like knowing that it's you don't even know. Like, you could be paranoid. Like, I think I would be truly scared that it would try to find me. But all those stories about haunted things and stuff, mm-hmm. there's always a way to appease the spirit and help it go. Not in the grudge or the ring. Okay, I... In grudge, it's just you encroach on its territory, it'll kill you. And I'm not saying it's necessarily the grudge goes. I'm just saying there's enough... But you, you feel that the supernatural would be more animalistic i just i mean like you find confirmation of something like that like something that seems to be let's make it i guess you're right maybe it would be if it looks humanoid like if it looks more human i guess i wouldn't have that reaction in my eyes i'm picturing like the straight up like grudge like a monster yeah more a monster rather than a ghost yeah um i guess if it does look like just a ghost i would be fine i think i would be probably happy Oh, look, something happens after we die. Well, it'd be a good story, right? Like, it's... Yeah. You could walk away being like, yeah, I know. I At know least I it's get... not a fucking alien. I would love aliens. Yeah, but they'd stick something in your butt and you're terrified of that. No, maybe... I mean, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but then, maybe he'll just be your friend. Maybe he wants... Thinks you're the leader. Yeah, you come across a reptilian who decides that it wants you to lead the Illuminati. Would you? Dakota, there's something I have to tell you, and the audience mm-hmm. as well. Okay. I'm actually one of the head 13 members of the Illuminati. That's crazy. I am I am member 7. That's crazy, John. There's also something I have to tell you and the world. What? I am actually a Freemason. One of the head of Freemasons. Oh, no. What tier are you? <laughs> I am tier smoking six style. Triple S. <laughs> What degree of mason are you? I am 90 degrees. <laughs> I you am know that's head. definitely a joke that they tell each other. Probably. There's no way that's not a joke. They tell. What degree I, are you? 90 degrees. <laughs> I am the highest tier imaginable. So you're you're a 33rd degree mason. Yeah, I'm, I'm right above like Jay-Z. <laughs> I don't think Jay-Z's a mason. He, have you never seen those pictures of, of him doing the Illuminati doing the eyes? symbol? The Illuminati symbol? I mean, yeah. Illuminati, Killuminati, you know? What the fuck are you saying? Have you ever seen that Facebook post of somebody like, 
messaging a company called Illuminate. And they're like, fuck you, Illuminati. I hate you so much. Yes. <laughs> and they reply like, we are actually a production company. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, so anyways, that's... Fuck you, Illuminati. I hate you so much. Like, what the fuck you get? Why would you do that, you stupid I, Yeah, I know. Baby? It's like, why would you choose... If you were, think they're real, why would you attack them Why would Facebook? you make an enemy of the Illuminati if you think they're real? But yeah, anyways, I think we do have to go to, like, a spirit war now or whatever, you know? A spirit war? Yeah, we're two rival ninja clans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what's your ninja clan all about? Oh, uh, you know, just the huge, like, just straight up sitting in giant thrones, drinking whatever... <laughs> Just okay. chilling with bros. Just chilling with bros, that's yours. <laughs> What's yours about? My ninja clan's also about chilling with bros. Okay. But we we do a lot of hallucinogens and we oh. we 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 talk with spirits, quote unquote. Wow. And and because of that we have this self righteous arrogance that we're closer to yeah. the divine than everyone else. That's beautiful. And we go on righteous wars of mm. holy nature against wow. other ninja clans. Wow. Well, I guess it's time to tell you that Dakota is not my real name. Oh, no. Yeah. What is your real name? It's actually Senpoku Ramasama. I have no idea what that's a reference to. <laughs> you're not supposed to. You're not in my ninja Yeah, language. you're not in my ninja clan. You don't know. <laughs> no part of my ninja yeah. family. <laughs> you, you don't know? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyways, yes. 